This episode of the podcast is brought to you by not being afraid of hurricanes based on how stupid their name is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has three separate stories in their one episode. I'm Zach. I'm Frank. I guess technically we're an anthology because every episode is a different movie and yeah. a different topic. But if we put, say we put like three episodes into one very long episode, right? then we'd be an anthology. We are an anthology series. We are an we are a, a semi-weekly anthology podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know what anthology means. <laughs> uh, so today we're discussing anthologies and not so much, well, I don't know. Like, how, what, what, what was your kind of format as my, to how my you format to go about this? for this was more on the lines of like what makes a good anthology film where it's like we have more of a less of like what our top ones are and more of just like a discussion on like what we like about them what we dislike about them yeah so i guess in the format of like what makes a good i do the definition of it so anthology movies or also referred to as omnibus films which i like that a little bit more it's an omnibus. Yeah, it feels like it makes more sense. It, sound, it sounds more pretentious, though. You sound, yeah. like, you sound like more of a douchebag. Well, I feel like you, you get it a little bit more. Like, you specifically. Me? Yeah, you're like, mm, an omnibus, <laughs> I see. You're holding, like, a glass of wine, like, in your two fingers. I don't even drink. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, an anthology film is a single film consisting of several other stories, each completing within itself and disguising from others you don't Um, even know your own definition i can't read my own handwriting that's the problem distinguishing from the others though frequently tied together by themes premise or authors that's a long definition yeah but that's kind of like the idea of like what ties an anthology film together Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot more than i realize that there are um i don't know like because I kind of did like this idea of like, you know, what was like the first one that you thought of? Like, yeah. Like as a kid, like what's the very, very first anthology film that you could think of? Um, definitely not as a kid. I, I, I can't recall like children things mm-hmm. for, uh, for <laughs> me. But the first thing that I thought of when you said anthology was The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. So, yes, that was one that I like wrote down because it's like we we did that recently. Yeah. And like that is. But but that one is crazy. That one has like fucking nine stories in it. Yeah. Which in a movie that's, you know, kind of sort of typical. I don't know. Yeah. uh, Does it have nine? It's I don't think it goes that many. I think it's probably like five. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, There's a lot more than most anthology films. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, And that one is. That one for me is like a true anthology because mm-hmm. like we kind of when when you discussed it when, when when you talked about this last week I was I don't know like you you were like oh uh, trick or treat that the film trick or treat yeah and I was like that doesn't feel like an anthology to me um, but it is and I guess technically it is but like for me the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is like a real anthology mm-hmm. where it's like completely unrelated stories. Mm-hmm. But they all are in like this Western, whatever kind of like you know vibe. Yeah. Um. VHS. Yeah. Like the horror kind of absolutely is, is a is like that is those are, those to me are true anthologies. Mm-hmm. While Trick or Treat is more like I don't know. Like I guess it's tech. Technically, it is yes. an anthology, but but Trick or Treat, there are like there are certain characters from 
separate stories that then like you you can see them yeah. like in in other people's stories. But, so they're all like in the same world, taking place on the same kind of sh- street and in the same neighborhood. And I don't know, like it it just it doesn't feel like a true anthology to me mm-hmm. compared to like the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, where it's like this is a this is the beginning, middle, and end of this plot, and now we're moving on to the next one. Yeah, but let me ask you this, because Ballad of Buster Scruggs, like the entire movie, like each story has the theme of it being a Western. Right, but that is just the world that it is, right? That's, yeah. what, an, that's what an anthology is. It's like, we are, we are as, when it comes to a film, it's like, yeah, everything is a Western, but you don't see the characters from this movie, from, from this short film, go into the next one. But what makes that different from Trick or Treat, where it's like, it's an anthology film about Halloween and this town. Right. But f- I think it's just because, again, like I'm seeing characters from other stories yeah. get into other stories. So I think for, so for you, me, that, that to me, like that doesn't feel like a true anthology. Mm-hmm. I guess in a way it is because you're following different people. But I don't know. Like it just didn't. It doesn't like. And, like, the same thing with, like, Sin City. And I yeah. haven't seen Sin City in a very long time, so... I love Sin City. I, I, I like Sin City. I remember, I remember liking Sin City. But, like... But Sin City is also, like, a detective movie, right? Where it's, like, he's going around... So, like... But it's got three different stories it. In it. it. It does, and, but, but and, it's one character going through these three different stories, correct? Or am no, I wrong? So, it, so it's a different main character for each story trying to do, like, a different detective work. But there are characters that reside within the town of Sin City that yeah. you see from period of time. Yeah, I guess I have so to rewatch I think, that one. I think for you, that kind of, like, gray area of anthology is, like, trick-or-treat, Sin City, Pulp Fiction. Like, yeah, like, Pulp Fiction, to me, I wouldn't call an anthology. It's a gray area, but it, but it, it kind of is. is. Yeah, because there's different stories that culminate and conclude within each one. Right. It's just that it happens to take place in the exact same town, and you do yeah. see like everybody here and there. Yeah. For me, like a true true anthology is completely unrelated stories mm-hmm. that have like a similar theme. I mean, for Not- me, bringing it back, like I, the first one that I can remember was Fantasia. Oh, the Disney? Yeah. <laughs> the musical, right? I, 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 I mean, don't they, even remember what Fantasia Disney's is. always kind of got like a musical, but like the, the whole thing of like, you know, there was the one story of like Mickey with the hat and like getting the brooms to like clean up and everything. And then right, like he's yeah. chopping them up. Yeah. And then like the other one where basically the devil shows up. Um, I don't know if I've ever even fully watched Fantasia because I don't oh, really? think I think as a kid I was like this is not like this is not meant for me as a six year old like I don't I'm not getting this <laughs> and I never it's just a little bit it. too much for me never, I'll come back I'm when I'm eight yeah and I never watched it I never fully watched it <laughs> I don't really care about Disney as much as I thought I would yeah it's okay yeah like, and there... like Mickey Mouse in general I just don't really care about I'm like does anybody really like Mickey Mouse honestly like, like he's, there, whatever you'd be surprised I'm sure there's like some Mickey fanatics that are ready yeah. to like burn your house down now but like why like he's such a... <laughs> He's fucking fuck whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care about Mickey. Yeah. Uh Twilight Zone, I guess. Would Twilight be Zone like... I would I would say. Um like more so the movie cuz like the movie actually has like a bunch of different like stories. I never saw the it. film. Um same thing for like Tales of the Crypt. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh Creep Show. Oh yeah. I forgot about Creep, Creep Show. Creep Show 1? Yeah. Great. Creep Show 2? Not so good. Horrible. <laughs> Creep Show 1 is really good. Oh yeah. I love Creep Show. Uh, um, yeah, that, I guess that would be one from a, from my childhood. I recently mentioned it like beforehand, like heavy metal. Oh right, yeah. I watched that for the first time like a couple weeks back, and that like 
that really is like a defining like 80s anthology movie of just like sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah. But man, is it not that good? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like okay. Yeah. But it's just kind of like there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of. I think that there's the the weird thing about an anthology film particularly because of course there are also television series that a lot of people love like black mirror um yes american horror stories Mm would be considered an anthology uh yeah tales from the dark side from way way back but the the interesting thing about an anthology film is that it's like it can kind of ebb and flow where it's like that one was pretty good that one's not so Mm -hmm. good that one's really good that one sucks that one's okay i don't really care about that one that one's incredible Mm -hmm. and like i don't know if i've i guess creep show from my memory i'm like i remember liking all of them but it's Mm -hmm. like is there is there an anthology i guess sin city would probably be one too are there are there really like any anthologies that you can think of that are like Every single story is solid. So that's the thing is like I find myself every single time that there is an anthology film is like there's always one that I'm like, I really like that. And then there's always one that I'm bland on. And then there's always one that I just am like, I don't really care about this one at all. Yeah. And it almost flows like in that order. Yeah, because they usually front load them because it's like we need to get your attention. So we're going to like us as the people who are making this film, we all realize that this is the best one. So we're going to put this one first. Yes. Like recently there's a movie on Netflix called The House, which I told you about. And um, it's like all this like stop motion animation, which usually scares the fuck out of me. But like it's kind of horror based. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And, like, the first story is amazing, like, about, like, this house and, like, this guy that basically, like, sells his soul to become, like, an owner of this mansion. And then they, like, the family becomes furniture of the mansion. Yeah, that's weird. It's cool. <laughs> um, the second one was okay. It's, like, this cat that's, like, rebuilding a house. And then, like, all these bugs start showing up until, like, he finally becomes, like, a bug himself. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is just, like, this two cats that are like owning this mansion that's like run down but like there's a flood coming so they all take place in this mansion kind of it, about it, a house be, basically. It's all, they all have to do with this this house or you mean house. the house the house <laughs> right. yeah but it's like the same thing it's like the first one's really good the second one's okay the third one i really don't give a fuck about yeah and i don't get why like yeah like yes sin city um to your question before like which ones like are like i can sit there and watch all three and be like yes um sin city and trick-or-treat yeah like those are the ones where i'm like i love every single story which i don't consider real anthologies <laughs> i fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> it's just weird I, I don't know i have to rewatch them i guess mm-hmm. i haven't seen trick-or-treat in a very long time i think if anything too like the first vhs yeah. i think the first one was like really really solid with like what they had for each yeah story it's a, and that's the thing about horror anthologies is i just recently watched i think it was called a field guide to horror or field guide to terror mm-hmm. And it was, I was telling you about this, where it was all uh, different countries and, like, their folk tales that they mm-hmm. tell one yes. another. And I was like, that sounds really interesting and really cool. The issue is, as an American... Mm-hmm. I don't that speak I, Italian. Well, I'm just unfamiliar with yes. the the folk tales that are going on in fucking Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. So maybe to somebody who is from that area Mm -hmm. would be like, this is terrifying. But for me, I'm just like, I don't understand any of this. And like, visually it's not very scary to me. So 
it, it's kind of not ringing true like mm-hmm. and scary for me but again it's like I then go on Rotten Tomatoes and it's got like a 98%. Yeah, yeah it's like 95% and I'm like okay so maybe I'm just not like it's just like one of those things where it's like you have to be educated on all of these different folk tales and folklore to understand and maybe appreciate them a bit more mm-hmm. but horror anthologies for me are my favorite anthologies. Well that's the thing that I was going to bring up too because it's like if you really really look at it like a good 80% of anthology films are horror based. Yeah. And because I, it's so it's e- yeah, it's very easy to make 3 to 4 short stories of horror right rather than 3 to sh- short stories of just like action or comedy. Right, yeah. Cuz like you can make a the, yeah, that, that's the one thing that horror has over other genres where you can you can pretty much do a setup, deliver some scares, and like get out of there within like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. If you just break it down to its absolute bare bones, right? Like mm-hmm. you of course you can then expand that into something that's like, oh no, I, I can make this into a feature length film. But you can also deliver the goods with a horror film within like fifteen minutes. Oh, absolutely. You can't really do that with like a romance that's mm-hmm. like I, you want me to be invested in these people that are like and the, and how much they fall in love within 15 yeah. minutes like I don't know like if, if that's enough time and that was the thing that I was telling you about like heavy metal where it's like that first story was like the weird cab driver that finds this girl and like she just like gets brought back to his apartment and then they fuck the next scene and then it's like oh you need to help me like get this thing for my dad who died yeah and it's like I don't buy this yeah yeah it's, but it's, I buy VHS a drunk girl being brought back to an apartment and then it turns out that she's a succubus killing all of the friends at a party. Right. I buy that. Yeah. It just horror has this different like element to it where for whatever reason you're you kind of are you're okay with with things happening very quickly. Yes. And and it can deliver the goods very quickly because I guess horrible things can happen so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that is kind of like maybe what it is like in our subconscious. Yeah, and we versus... have to build up to like action and romance right. and drama. Yeah, exactly. Like a re- like a proper drama needs to like take its time mm-hmm. and like get to there and like to understand the stakes of like what's going on. Yeah. Like you can't give me a political drama in in nine minutes. Like it's just exactly. not going to work, you know, <laughs> like at least for me it won't usually. But horror is is definitely like the sweet spot for anthologies and I think that's why um, that's why they work so well and that's why they tend to be the ones that are made, you know, more often than others. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Because again, too, like those are the ones where it's like I feel like I have less than I hate out of the stories. Yeah, because even... Even like a bad, even a bad horror, horror anthology, yeah, is like is still, is still horror. fine. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like the, if you get like a jump scare out of you, it's at least something. Yeah, like okay, you got the good one, you got the okay one. Even the bad one, you got something out of it. Yeah, usually you get a bad one of like how I said with the house. Like I was just, I was just, I'm not in this. Like I right. really don't care. Yeah, and I think a lot of it can also it just has to simply do with like atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like horror atmosphere alone can can be um enough to just freak somebody out yeah like just again like you were saying about just a stop motion stop motion animation like that stuff just alone scares the crap out of you just like the look of it creeps you out yeah so like that in a way is an aesthetic Mm -hmm. alone where even if the story isn't maybe that compelling like you're still kind of feeling this uneasiness just because of how the stop motion makes you feel exactly versus 
just a live action whatever um mm-hmm. a, a sh- that love death and robots yes that's a really like out of everything that's come out like in the recent years like that is like a really good anthology thing yeah like i'm impressed with it so far i i was blown away by season 1 of just like how the fuck did like a netflix anthology show get so much fucking money to make such great animation. Yeah. And yet I'm still getting Avatar 2 looking a little choppy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had this discussion briefly. Yeah. So, like, your money can go a lot further in 15 minutes versus, yes. you know, two and a half Exactly. Hours. And that makes sense. Like, yeah. But, I mean, Love, Death, and the Robots, like, blows it out of the park. Yeah. There was that one really cool one that I liked a lot. Um, obviously the one that we talked about with the pirate ship yes, with like the, with the giant the crab, crab mm-hmm. that was incredible. Uh, there was one other one that I liked a lot too. I think it was in the same season mm-hmm. where this guy, it's like in the future and he like, they go into like this like cryogenic sleep thing and then they wake up and their, their, their ship brought them to like a space station mm-hmm. and they wake up and they're like, Oh, we're not where we're supposed to be. And this guy's like, Oh, uh, hey like he sees this woman that he hasn't seen for years and they're like oh my god like i can't believe that you're here and then there is like an uncomfortable sex scene that's like <laughs> unnecessary yes i know which one you're talking but about i other, think that was from season one okay so whatever it was um but then it turns into this whole thing of like of like him realizing what's actually going on and mm. that it's actually just like it's all fake and it's yes. all just like a memory, but then he keeps like reliving it over and over and over again. But then it shows you like the creature that's there yes. and how the space station is actually all overgrown and completely. Yeah, that been... was season one. It was fucking incredible. Yeah, that one. And then there was like another one with like um, the werewolf one. I was fucking blown away. With. I haven't seen that. That was season one, too. But like the, it's just it's amazing like what they can get away with with it. Yeah. Um, But the sex scene in that one was so unnecessary like yeah. there is literally uh, and, and again they're all animated mm-hmm. and but like they're animated to the degree in some of them where it's like like that one that i'm talking about with the spaceship is like it, you might as well have just been live action because like the animation <laughs> yeah. looks so realistic mm-hmm. but like the sex scene like there's literally a scene in where they animate a camera like the camera guy mm-hmm just on the guy's ass cheeks like while while they're having sex and it's like there's hair all over i'm just like i don't need to see like this yeah. is not furthering the plot like i don't need to see <laughs> like, this like just and like, the, the woman the woman takes off her clothes and she's got the most you know perfect ridiculous body yes. and she fucking uh pours like a bottle of champagne all over herself mm-hmm. and then he's like licking it off her i'm like this is unnecessary yeah. like, <laughs> like i don't need but, this just pan out and then yeah. we'll move on but other than that uh it's a really really cool anthology that has like some really compelling stories mm-hmm. like the crab one on the ship is yes. one of some of my favorite um storytelling that i've seen in a very long and time that that might be like the closest thing as opposed to films where it's like you can get great stories that aren't horror based because you look at like love death and robots like how many of them have horror like right. how many of the stories are horror right maybe and i'm, I'm being pol- polite here like maybe a third yeah. Like, the rest is all, like, comedy, action, adventure stuff. And I will say, though, that the horror ones I tend to like the most. Well, yeah, obviously. They're always the best. They're always good. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's the, that's the thing, is, like, like, the, the, the opening for Love, Death, and Robots with the, with the three robots walking around, it's like, oh, Earth has gone away. I'm like, yeah, eh, like, whatever. Oh, I like that one, like, I mean, I get, like, it's fun and it's yeah. cute, but, like, it's whatever, like, mm-hmm. for me. And like, then the Cthulhu one happens. Yeah, that one's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one's cool. It's like, again, we when, when we start getting into the horror stuff, it's like, yeah, this this just is so much more compelling than 
three robots walking around and playing with earth mm-hmm. toys like the cat i'm like all right yeah, yeah. they're petting the cat now like whatever like, I, like I don't the know cat. didn't i didn't care about it i like the cat yeah the cat's fine <laughs> uh it, it was cool but i, I don't know the, the horror anthology is really is really where it's at for me yeah and that's where it comes down to it's like do you like anthology films i like anthology films i think that um anthologies actually i always get excited when i hear that it's an anthology mm-hmm. i don't know why but I always really get very, very excited when somebody says like, oh, it's an anthology series or whatever. I've been burned a lot yes. by them. Like, I do not really care for American Horror Story. I know. I, whatever to me. At one point, at one point I did. Yeah. Season one, maybe. Season <laughs> one, two, three. And then after that, I was like, oh. Yeah. They kind of started getting messy uh, and just whatever, like too, too much. Um but like I love what uh what's his name is doing with like um Hill House and yes. then uh well and then he made because he's kind of yeah and and then he <laughs> and made then Midnight Mass Midnight Mass where it's mm-hmm. like he's kind of he's not doing anthologies but like I don't know like I really like what he's doing mm-hmm. and uh I think that he sort of is doing like a gray area of anthology where it's like because there's Hill House and Bly Manor which mm-hmm. are those two are sort of like in the same yeah. kind of world. Plus the whole thing of him doing Hush with the uh, screenplay for Midnight Mass. On right. It. So yeah. it's like he, he's kind of like connecting. Yeah, things exactly. In a way. So it sort of feels a bit like anthology esque. But uh, I don't know. I really like what I really like what he's doing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've been burned a lot by anthologies and I always get sometimes get disappointed. But I, for whatever reason, when I hear like, oh, there's a new anthology series that's going on, I mm-hmm. always get way more excited for some reason. Yeah. I like the idea of having three different stories in one. Yeah. Or like, more. <laughs> yeah. Like you can really kind of like sink your teeth into like at least something. There. Yeah. And I think that's also the benefit too. It's like, oh, like, oh, it's so hard to sit down and watch a whatever two hour movie for some people. But then you can watch an hour and a half long film that has three separate three stories. or four separate little mini stories mm-hmm. in it. And you can stop after one of them and like, you know, like, okay, I'll pick this up tomorrow. Yeah, there's like, like there's that benefit of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of benefits to, to an anthology series um, that you could argue might be better than a traditional narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think I'll ever, I don't, I don't think I'll ever prefer an anthology over a traditional narrative. Yes. Like I, I always get excited like you for an anthology film but it's never like my go-to thing yeah like it's cool for like this time of the year now of like halloween where it's like oh i can check out like a couple of different stories like in one but i'm also gonna check out more like just full-on stories than anything else yeah of course um and yeah that's all i have to say yeah (laughs) anthology movies are cool uh zach you have a recommendation i do and frank guess what It's that time of the year. So we are So we are going into spooky as you always say spooky scary season. Yep, which is we're horror. we're in that time. So wait, <clears throat> is your recommendation also horror? Yes. Okay. So and it goes a hand in with this. Okay. And I figured anthology is kind of like a good segue too cuz like a majority of stuff is horror for anthology. Mm-hmm. Um so in preparation for like this week just cuz I've been like I I need to get like in the mood. Um, I've been watching Goosebumps on Netflix. The is it the original show? Yeah, cool. Um, obviously created by R.L. Stein. Um, Netflix has all seasons on there, 
executive producers of like Deborah Fort, Bill Silger, Patrick Doyle, Steve Levitin, and uh, they produce everything. Made me realize too, like my God, that man wrote so many fucking books. Yeah, there's a lot for there to be five seasons of like seventeen episodes each. Yeah. Um, but very much an anthology style. Like each episode is like its own thing. I completely. Um, I just come totally forgot about Goosebumps. It's it's not that bad. Like you you think of like oh it's all just like kitty shit. Yeah. Because it's like it's made basically for like seven year olds. Right. But like there's a couple in there that like have actual fucking horror in yeah, it. Yeah, I remember uh, my nephew in law, mm-hmm. soon to be, uh, one day he was watching goosebumps mm-hmm. and i saw i saw a young ryan gosling like yes. a kid and so, i was like what the fuck <laughs> uh it, i forgot which episode that is but i've seen that one too it's yeah. like say cheese or die something like that <laughs> i don't remember what it was but i was like whoa that's and he looks exactly the same yes like as a child to now he literally looks exactly well, the if same. nothing else i think he has a little bit more emotion when he was a kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's that. That was funny to see, but I that got the fact that we were talking about anthologies and Goosebumps didn't even pop into my head. Yeah, I never watched Goosebumps though as a kid. Oh really? I wasn't into it. I, I really think that you should like give a few like a chance, like like check out like which ones are like the top tier. Yeah. Episodes, which is like one that one, like the say cheese or die. Oh, okay. Um, and like just check a few out because like it's all on Slappy. Netflix. I know Slappy. Yeah, he's a big, he's the a big fucking, one. The, the puppet. Do- oh, the, yeah. The puppet, yeah. <laughs> Those ones aren't actually that great. No. No. <laughs> There's like another one with like um. Fuck, what is it? It's it's like uh I forgot like the premise of the story, but basically like there's this pedo and then like he gets oh. invited to dinner and then the parents end up being like these snake people that eat him. Wow. And like you just it hard pans to like the kid and then you just see the shadow of the snake people eating him and him screaming. And wow. I'm like, That's uh that's <laughs> not really for kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh did you have you seen the Jack Black movies? With goosebumps, or you? Need no. To, oh yeah, I didn't no. even know that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did know that that was a thing. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of seen those. I I, I kind of looked at those and I was just like, ah. They seem they seem like aiming like much more for kids mm-hmm. than probably the the original te- television series. Yeah, like I get it. He's probably like he loved them and he wants to kind of like make an homage thing to it, but it just looks a little too campy for me. Yeah. But uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Zach. So you have our first, first. choice for a proper. Horror. Not horror adjacent. This nope. is This is straight up horror. Mm-hmm. So what is your first pick to start off October? My first pick, as it should be, I haven't seen it. So Ooh. this could go good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a film that came out in 2021. It's a movie called You Are Not My Mother. Okay. I don't think I know this one. Mm. All right. So you You Are Not My Mother. Yes. Came out in 2021. Look forward to that. Zach. Take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.